Hello, and welcome to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Our podcast series is designed to educate, challenge, and inspire listeners while keeping you updated on developments regarding modern trust law and powerful planning opportunities available, all in an effort to deliver direction and control to clients and their advisors. My name is David Warren. I'm a co-founder of Bridgeford Trust Company and chairman of the board here with another uh, installment of our podcast series. And uh, today we're extremely excited uh, to have Gina Guzman with us. Uh, you know, I met Gina years ago and there's always a song that comes to mind, Gina, when we first met. It's a song by Krista Berg. It's called Lady in Red. And, uh, and, and for our listeners, there's a specific reason why I say that. Uh, Gina's trademark is the color red, not just a, a opaque red, but a, a bright flaming red and, and dresses that she wears. And I think also her car as well, which is actually wildly appropriate, given the fact that Gina herself is a force of nature. Um, we're going to talk about some really great things today and, and hear a lot about what, what Gina has done which is all wildly impressive with respect to building a law firm from scratch to becoming an author and a speaker and and being known really all over, all over the country. Um, So Gina, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We very much appreciate it. Very happy to be on today, David, and excited to talk with your listeners. Well, I know they're going to be interested because uh, what we're able to talk about today is is uh, is pretty unusual. We've had the pleasure of having some extremely sophisticated and interesting guests, but I think uh, none, none quite as interesting as what you've done so far in your career. Uh, you lead uh, a, a women-owned law firm uh, that is considered the fastest or one of the fastest growing law firms in the nation which is amazing. Um, you've been considered, uh, I guess, a top 10 women-owned law firm in the nation, which, again, is, is amazing. Uh, and um, what I think I'm most amazed about is your ability to, to emerge and be such a leader in a man's world. And I certainly don't mean that at, at all, as it may sound. But your accomplishments are incredible. And in, in the legal world, I don't need to tell you, uh, is, is not always welcoming uh, to somebody with your, your talents and strengths and, and entrepreneurialism. So congratulations, Jenna, for everything you've done. And, and I think that that's a, a good way to begin. If you don't mind starting so, so directly, what is it that lights your passion? How, how, what is it that has motivated you uh, to be such a high achiever through your career? Well, thank you, David. I, I appreciate that and that introduction. And I think what lights my passion is truly the ability to help other CEOs uh, achieve their goals and being able to do that through forming an outstanding team of people that is really there and at their ready in order to be able to help them. It's super exciting to watch other people grow and other companies grow, and then also reinvesting in my team in their their growth as well. So it's that passion for helping others uh, achieve the stars. So let's talk about that. That you you've been referred to as uh, the CEO's attorney. So so talk to me about what that means to you. Well, we help CEOs, and I specifically help CEOs win disputes, protect their wealth and do deals so they can spend their time on what's worth it. And really, those three different buckets of how we help CEOs is what's made me their first phone call. And uh, CEOs of all uh, shapes and sizes as well. So from uh, regional mid-sized businesses to uh, Fortune 100 companies. And you do that from, from three offices in, I guess, three different states, right? So that's Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Where, where's the beginning? Where's the genesis of your firm? 
You bet. So the genesis is in Sioux City, Iowa, and people will ask me, how in the world did that happen? And I guess I can say it's because of a boy. Uh, I married my husband. <laughs> it's always, it's always a boy. It's always yeah, a boy. right? <laughs> <laughs> at, at 21, I wasn't unlike any other uh, 21-year-old female. And my husband had business here in Sioux City, Iowa, and that's really how I got started there. But the firm has grown uh, far beyond that, and uh, the clients we represent have as well. Uh, certainly, we have a, a Midwest focus, and uh, but from that, a lot of CEOs, they have uh, business all over the country and, and all over the world. Well, and that's what's so amazing to me, that you've attracted those types of clients from, from all over the world and all across the country out of the Midwest. And, you know, you both, you and I both share a particular passion for South Dakota Trust Law, which we'll get to in a minute. But talk to me, how, how did you break in overall to, to present yourself as, a, as an option for CEOs? You know, I, I, I referenced earlier, it's, it's not typical to, to see a woman, quote, in a man's world. So talk to me about that and maybe some of the challenges you encountered over the years. You know, I think starting out, I definitely had those uh, assumptions working against me, right? Uh, people frequently, even still today, will ask me, so did your dad or your grandfather start the law firm? <laughs> I started the really? law firm myself in 2009, so um, I'll put them out of their misery quickly when they start to ask those questions. But um, I think that embracing your differences really is what can help set you apart and and make you a, a differentiator. So the fact that I was a, a young female, I didn't hide from that. And really, once I started to just em embrace what made me different, that I love the color red, that I am bold, um, a lot of my clientele are what I call a CEO Charles. So the 60-year-old uh, CEO that's been in the company for 20 years might have a significant ownership stake in the business. And I didn't have a lot in common with CEO Charles right out of the gate, other than I understood what he needed to be successful and to be able to achieve his goals. And a lot of that is um, starts with core business principles and really applying those business principles to the practice of law. Uh, law firms are historically very stodgy and slow to move and unapproachable, and they treat their clients as though it's a privilege to get to work with me. And instead, I have the opposite approach. Um, being really client-centric and client-focused, and we are a service business. And running the firm like a business and providing that um, speed of service as well. Well, it's certainly working. And again, congratulations on what you've built. Um, how many total uh, attorneys do you have now among the three offices? Yeah, so today we have a team of 35 attorneys. And with our staff, we are uh, just shy of 70. So we have executives on our team as well as uh, a tremendous paralegal team and uh, really have a team approach as well, which is a differentiator at the Guzman Law Firm. So we don't uh, compensate our people based on this is my client and my specific work, but rather have more of a, a holistic approach like a lot of companies do, right? When the firm does well, you do well working at the firm. And that in turn also helps us make sure we have the right person um, handling the matter and that has capability and capacity to handle that particular issue that's going on for the client. Yeah, no, I love it. And I do believe that's a huge differentiator. <clears throat> as you know, I'm a lawyer as well and had practice in a pretty large firm in central Pennsylvania out in the Northeast, and they did not operate that way. And I think that uh, not only are you wildly entrepreneurial, uh, but I think you're intuitive to, to build a law firm in a different model under a different paradigm, which I think is a big part of your success. And so as you've become the CEO's attorney and as you uh, have, have 
grown this practice and, and become such a national figure, you somehow found the time to write. Not, not just, well, you've written a few books, but there's one in particular I'd really love for you to talk about. I know our listeners would be extremely interested in it, um, and, and it's one that um, is wildly impressive to me that you put together. When you mentioned it earlier, um, but without saying specifically the book, Worth It, uh, Business Leaders, Ready, Execute, Deliver which is fantastic. And I, I watched you as you were promoting it and then released it and watched the attention it got from all over the nation. Talk to me about the genesis of that book. What's the thesis? And, and, and how did you find time to be a, a, a managing partner and owner of a huge law firm, a, a wife, a, a mom, and, and, and somehow become a best-selling author? I, you, you make me tired just thinking about it. <laughs> Well, thank you, David. So uh, the Genesis goes back to uh, November of 2018. I was in Las Vegas uh, receiving fastest growing law firm from the Law Firm 500 award, and their keynote speaker was Aaron Brockovich. And Aaron has uh, definitely had an impact on me and my desire to be a, a lawyer, right? I, I was in high school when her movie came out and just love her badass nature that she has and, and yep. that she to the table. And her message that day to the group that was there was, look at you. Um, you're the people growing the fastest growing law firms in the country. What are you really accomplishing? What's on your life to-do list? And why aren't you doing more now? And she went through her story and she's like, look what I did as a single mom of three. I wasn't an attorney and here's what I accomplished. So how about you? And I went back to uh, my hotel room that night and I keep written goals. I've always kept written goals. And I looked at my, my lifetime goals list and I said, well, what's on here that I am putting off until later? And one of the things was to write my own book. And quite frankly, that was the easiest one to, to try and tackle on my lifetime goal list. So I said, well, why not now? And Right as I was thinking about that, I was approached by uh, my publisher. And my publisher reached out to me and said, Gina, we've been watching you. You're a prolific writer. You've written chapters in other books and, and actively write a lot. We think it's time for you to write a book. And so both of those two things coming together are really what launched me into writing Worth It. And Worth It uh, was released in the summer of 2019. And we had a business leaders conference uh, with three over 300 business leaders from uh, 14 different states come together, and Aaron Brockovich was my keynote that day. So <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and and Aaron's been one of the testimonials for the book, along with uh, Gina Wickman, who I I'm also a big fan of. He's the author of Traction and the creator of the entrepreneurial operating system that mm -hmm. we use at Gooseman Law Firm. So that's really the genesis of Worth It and how how it came to be. And Ready, Execute, Deliver, uh, R-E-D stands for red. So as far as being the lady in red, uh, there's a, some business purpose behind that. And I really walk people through what does it take to get ready to accomplish your goals in business? How do you execute upon those? And then the importance of delivering. And, and really then after you've done that once, it's, it's coming all back around um, to do it over and over again. No, I love it. I love your passion. And it's funny. I didn't realize that acronym. I'm joking. Of course, I noticed the acronym was red. I noticed that. I'm not that obtuse. Tell me about um, your ability to, um, how did you find the time to, to, to write this book? I mean, it takes a lot of time to sit down and focus. I mean, was it late nights, early mornings? A lot of Sundays, uh, to be honest. And I think you know, getting ready as well for the, the launch of it. And the launch was successful. We hit uh, Amazon bestselling status, which was the goal. And really excited for how that all came together. And 
it, it took a lot of Sundays and we go to the lake in the summer and my family knew, you know, they would be going out on the boat and mom was uh, working on her book. So I think that um, that dedication and, and having that timetable, I really wanted to produce it and get it out there in six months. And uh, we, we hit the mark and, and it's been a success. I'm really, really proud of it and where it sits. As you should be. It is an outstanding book. Um, it is worth it for you to read it. Sorry for the bad joke, but it certainly really is worth it. Um, I, I love what you've done with it. And, and you know, Jenna, we, when we met, <clears throat> I, I think for the first time, I think we spoke on the phone a few times, but when we really spent some time many, many years ago at Hackerling and you joined us for dinner, I, I really was, um, we, 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 our firms, and I think the both of us have a common passion to build something. Um, and, uh, and I think we've both gone down similar paths, but your, your success has just been, just been outstanding. Um, and one of the areas that we, we both have a common passion for, <coughs> excuse me, in addition to entrepreneurialism generally, is South Dakota law and the power of South Dakota law. I, I've worked with your team. You and I have talked a lot about this over, over the years. And talk to me about that. I mean, being in three different states, how have you positioned the modern trust laws out of South Dakota in your lexicon or conversations with your business owners and, and your, your clients across the board? Absolutely. So South Dakota is unique and it is very special in many ways. Uh, I, too, am a resident of the state of South Dakota. I, I'm excited to say that, too. And I think that Throughout the years, I've gotten to know what makes South Dakota unique. And one of the areas certainly is in the trust law space. And I firmly believe that South Dakota is the most advanced in the trust laws and also has the most stability. So sometimes when uh, we compare and contrast the states, and I know we all have a chart that says this state does this and that, and I think South Dakota hits the mark on all of them. But then when I also talk to my clients about why South Dakota, it's also because of the political stability around supporting the trust laws. And I think uh, for all the things that South Dakota is, it's a pretty independent state. And they are really proud of the work they've done in the trust industry and in, in the trust law arena and formed a governor's task force years ago in order to be a leader um, in the trust space and have really done so. And we can certainly talk through a number of the different ways in which uh, South Dakota is unique and special and more modern in that regard. Um, and I hope that we do so. But um, one of the things I've noticed, too, is not a lot of people know this yet, David. And so I'm so excited. Uh, I see you out there um, nationally, internationally, and in big uh population centers uh, talking about how South Dakota is unique, and we really need to drive this um, back to South Dakota in order to protect people's wealth and preserve their legacy. Um, but one of the things I find so fascinating is people in Iowa and Nebraska have no idea either that uh, South Dakota is special and that they should be doing their trust work in the state of South Dakota. And so I frequently, when I'm in our other um, offices, I find myself amazed that the other professionals in these uh, surrounding states still don't know about why South Dakota. No, I completely agree with you. And we share that uh, intensity. I think that um, it's not about sales from my perspective. It sounds like it's self-serving because I'm an owner in a South Dakota trust company, but I like to think I'm a lawyer first. And, and you're right. I'm amazed that m m more people don't understand what makes a difference here in South Dakota. I mean, asset protection, privacy, all the things that, that make South Dakota special. Um, and, and, it, and for me, this is somewhat of a dramatic word, but it's it kind of become a crusade, you know. And again, it's less about going into New York City or LA or wherever and trying 
one that captures as much business as I can. But really, the focus is education. And I know that's a passion of yours as well. And, and it, it just seems to me that even now, more so than ever, when we're talking about what's coming out of Washington, which nobody really knows, although everybody's writing articles about it, but <laughs> we still really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and, and more particularly, the, the consistent and unbelievable influx of extremely large international families coming into the United States. I mean, they're, they're coming in, in large part and in large measure to South Dakota, which leads me to something that you and I have spent a lot of time on and, and I've spoken to your team about, which is the, the need for uh, an international um, expert in addition to a South Dakota expert in South Dakota. Uh, I think that from, from the, well, I know that the, the confluence or the intersection of, of having an expertise in South Dakota law, which you have, and then having an expertise in international issues, which is extremely important because they're different and reporting is different, is uh, is something that's sorely needed. And I know uh, that we're both excited about building out the capability together. So please talk to me about your team in that regard and how your position to really emerge, I think, in South Dakota is really a leader, as you already are, in the South Dakota trust space, but also uh, a player in the international space as somebody that can understand both subject matters. Absolutely. So on the international side of the equation, uh, we are working with our, our team in South Dakota, which has been growing rapidly, by the way, uh, with the attorneys and then our paralegal staff and really have a, a sophisticated group of attorneys working in trust arena in order to make sure that we're staying cutting edge and, and working hand in hand with the other uh, leaders around the country and around the globe, because we are in a global marketplace and I think that South Dakota is the best place for people around the globe to look to in order to preserve their family dynasty and their family legacy. And for us to be able to help those families internationally and abroad and, and work hand in hand with their counsel um, and their other advisors that they have in their home country is really important because we want to make sure that we're doing it well, we're doing it right and uh, hitting all the marks. And you've been a tremendous um partner for us in that regard, David. And I, I know we're, we're really excited about uh, forming the professional association in the state that also um, hits on this and really focuses on it and continuing to um, build our brand uh, on the, the larger landscape as someone that can help people in the international space when it comes to trust work. No, I, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And, you know, as you and I have talked about and I have with other members of your team, you know, expanding Bridgeford's expansion into the international space, just this wasn't a business decision to, to create a different business line and diversify our, our revenue. I mean, there's a real sort of calling here. I mean, there are there are families around the world that legitimately are frightened for their safety. Uh, they're afraid of their own governments, particularly Mexico and Peru and, uh, and Argentina and others where the government can and has seized assets for no reason and really targeted wealthy individuals who are completely compliant. And, you know, I think that as we do more and more international work, I feel more and more proud of the service that we're providing. Um, not all South Dakota trust companies are willing to get involved. Not all South Dakota tr or U.S. trust companies are willing to get involved because somehow, Gina, there's this perception, right, that if somebody's in Mexico and they want to come to the United States uh, for asset protection or for 
privacy reasons, well, by definition, they're nefarious. And I, I think that's unfortunate. And that's not at all the case. And, and we've worked with some amazing families over the last 10 years who really needed a solution. And now we can do that together with, with you um, and your team. And I love that you mentioned STEP, uh, the, the professional organization. Um, that's something that South Dakota <laughs> does not have. Other states do. STEP is the organization that focuses on international planning and, and really focuses on, on um, the issues that are near and dear to the hearts of international practitioners. So yeah, uh, Gina, I love that we're going to partner with you and your firm to launch that chapter as soon as possible. Uh, I had mentioned uh, that we have uh, some people joining us that's going to help to lead that charge uh, as, of, as of over the weekend that was confirmed. So we're very, very excited about partnering with you on that. I think it goes hand in hand with the entrepreneurial nature of both of our firms and wanting to really help um, people all over the globe. And uh, similarly, right now, our firm is getting very involved in a blockchain and all of the fintech issues that are surrounding there. And I, I see the trust world and the blockchain world colliding. Uh, we are forming as well the South Dakota Blockchain Institute. And that name hasn't been finalized yet, but that's in the works right now. We have the team of professionals that are gathering around that as well, because um, we think that we should be the Switzerland in the United States. And how can we help the state of South Dakota really advance in that regard, too? So trying to make sure that we're staying on top of issues that are at the forefront um, of the industry and really embracing that and how can we help people as they navigate these new matters. And a lot of these things that you you talk about, David, they didn't exist 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when 20 plus years ago when you and I were, were in law school, right? And so it, it's really exciting and, and fun to be a part of and help lead. No, I completely agree with you. I think you and I love big ideas and everything that we're talking about today is, is a big idea. Crypto for sure is, is just not going away and we need to develop solutions for it. And we're very passionate about that as well. Well, Gina, I'm really glad you took the time to join us. You know, I can honestly say, of course, I consider you a friend and have for many years. And I, I've quietly watched your growth and, and seen you evolve. And, and, you know, those of us who met you many years ago certainly are, have cheered you on. Uh, and in many ways, you inspire all of us to uh, to do bigger things with our companies and with our thinking. And I encourage everybody listening to please you know, check Gina out on her website, look at the law firm, look at her book. I mean, she's a, a unique powerhouse of an individual. And uh, we're humbled to have her here with us and, and thrilled to be working together with, uh, with her and her team on some pretty neat ideas and big initiatives. So Gina, thanks again for joining us. Is there anything you'd like to add before we, uh, we'll let you get back to your whirlwind life? Just go ready, execute, and deliver it. <laughs> I love it. I hope to see you soon, Gina. Thanks again for joining us. And again, please, uh, I encourage you to, to highly encourage everybody listening to, to look at Gina's website and check out the law firm. She's a tremendous resource. Thanks again for listening to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to keep posted on when new episodes are added. And for more information, you can visit us online at bridgefordtrust.com.